0: Hey, history fans. Here's a rerun for today, brought to you by Tracy V. Wilson. Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello, I'm Holly Fry, and I am sitting in for Tracy V. Wilson this week. It's December 27th, and on this day in 1900, Carrie Nation smashed the bar at the Carrie Hotel in Wichita, Kansas. And I will tell you why she did that. Nation was born Carrie Amelia Moore in Kentucky on November 25th, 1846. On November 21st of 1867, at the age of 21, Carrie married a man named Charles Gloyd. But she left Gloyd just a few months into the marriage when she found out she was pregnant. She believed that Charles could not support a family because he was an alcoholic. And Charles died shortly after the baby was born. Carrie next married a journalist, lawyer, and preacher named David Nation, who she believed had been sent to her by God after she prayed for a solution to her problem of being a single mother with no income. The marriage was not very happy, though. According to Carrie's autobiography, the biggest conflict was that she was much more devout than her preacher husband. Carrie's faith continued to grow throughout her life. At a Methodist conference in Texas in 1884, she was deeply moved during one of the sermons. Later writing of the experience, quote, "My first impression was that an angel was talking and that the house was ascending to heaven. I felt my natural heart expanding to an enormous size." And this moment led her to the decision that she should devote her entire life to God. Carrie became involved in charity work in Medicine Lodge, Kansas, where she and David had moved, working with women's and children's causes and starting a local chapter of the Women's Christian Temperance Union. It was through her volunteer work, offering religious counseling to imprisoned men, that Carrie determined that most criminal behavior was linked to alcohol, which only intensified her fervor for temperance. She began to organize protests, which consisted of groups of women like herself gathering outside or just inside of bars and saloons to sing hymns and talk about God. Nation did not want the men who ran those bars and saloons to get into legal trouble. She literally blamed drink and not them for their sins. And so she tried to counter the lure of alcohol with the promise of religious salvation. She also wrote to the county attorney and state attorney many times to report the sale of alcohol in Kansas and sometimes got her information on illicit alcohol sales from the men that she ministered to in jail. In June of 1900, Carrie heard what she believed to be a divine voice, speaking to her, promising to stand by her in her fight against alcohol and directing her to go to Kiowa, Kansas, a place that she knew illegal alcohol sales were taking place. Carrie Nation traveled immediately to Kiowa, walked into a men's club carrying a number of small parcels, and told the owner, quote, Mr. Dobson, I told you last spring to close this place. You did not do it. Now I have come down with another remonstrance. Get out of the way. I do not want to strike you, but I am going to break this place up. And then she hurled her parcels, which were, in fact, paper-wrapped bricks around the bar, making good on her promise to destroy the place. This was the first in a long series of bar smashings performed by Carrie, But one of the most famous was the assault on the Carey Hotel on December 27, 1900, a bar that she selected as a target because of an indecent painting that was hanging above the bar. She went at the place with a cane that she had reinforced by strapping an iron rod to it, and she did thousands of dollars of damage in the process, and that resulted in her arrest. Her time in jail did not deter Carrie Nation. She continued in her mission to destroy establishments that served spirits or alcohol of any kind. And she became quite famous in the process, particularly for her use of a hatchet as a means of destruction, something that she adopted during one of her many smashings, which she started to call hatchetations. She went on to start two temperance newspapers and she made public appearances both in the U.S. and abroad, always with her trusty hatchet and Bible, always speaking about the importance of temperance and selling souvenir photos of herself holding that hatchet and Bible along the way. Carrie died in 1911 after collapsing during a speaking engagement. She did not live long enough to see the 18th Amendment passed in 1919, which outlawed alcohol sales nationally. She also did not live to see its repeal in 1933, which ended Prohibition. If you would like to learn more about Carrie Nation and her life, which is quite fascinating, uh, there is a two-part episode by Stuff You Missed in History Class in the archives. You can find that in July of 2017. I want to thank Chandler Mays and Casey Pegram for their work on the audio for this show, and I want to thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more, you can subscribe to This Day in History class on iHeartRadio's app, at Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Tomorrow, you should come back because we're going to talk about an important moment in early film history.